Today, the Drudge Report prominently posted two words referring to Hillary Clinton's campaign. The end. Is it? And as June begins, it's a good time to think about short-term missions. We'll tell you what you need to know. Plus, what does Jesus say about, well, just about anything? A new book lays it all out. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one December 7, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yes. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire. We will not falter. And we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here is Penna Dexter. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jerry. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jerry. Happy birthday, Mr. President. So happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Won't you join me in wishing a very happy birthday to our host and the president of the Criswell College, Dr. Jerry Johnson. In fact, some of you who are regular listeners, you may have a birthday message for him. So uh, we're going to open up the phones and uh, we're going to air your birthday messages for Dr. Jerry Johnson. Unfortunately, he's not in the studio today. And I am uh, sitting in, uh, riding the saddle for Dr. Jerry Johnson, but we will make sure that he hears these messages. He may even be listening wherever he is, but otherwise we'll make sure he has a copy of this. So give us a call with your birthday message for Dr. Jerry Johnson. The number is 800-881-9270. Also, a lot of young people are not exactly relating to the way we do church, uh, what we do in our churches. Sometimes we've got to ask ourselves the questions, what do we do to challenge young people who want to be in ministry, who want to walk with the Lord, but they're a little bit uh, bored or dissatisfied with church, especially when they graduate from high school. And what about your family, your church? We're going to talk about what can be done in ministry that's a little bit different and a little bit new. The time has come. A new generation has arrived. Willing to go of the earth. At the dawn of time, a war was raged. A war that has lasted thousands of years. It's a war between good and evil, heaven and hell, God and Satan. The battleground is the soul of mankind. The church that'll be around up until the time Jesus comes back is an attacking church. We are in a spiritual battle for the eternal souls of all humanity. 2,000 years have passed. 
time of Christ. The gospel has yet to be preached in all the world. Next Worldwide is taking Christians to the front lines in countries around the world to spread the gospel through personal evangelism, discipleship, and teamwork. If what you're doing is not worth dying for, then what you're doing is not worth living for. No war on earth was ever fought for a greater cause or a greater king. Next Worldwide. Moving missions forward. Later in the program, Warren Samuels, president of Next Worldwide, uh, will join us. This is a church planning and leadership development ministry. It's centered right here in North Texas. And uh, we're going to find some innovative ways uh, for young people, even families, to be involved in short-term missions. That's a little bit later in the program. Also, are you ever in a situation where you want to know what Jesus said in the Bible about well, about anything. You can look in a concordance and find the verses and then sift through them to find the words of Jesus and then look them up. But there's an easier way. And Cecil Price, who is research fellow with uh, a Richardson-based ministry, Christian Information Ministries, has an easier way. He's got a new book out. It's fabulous. Uh, well-researched. What does Jesus say about dot, dot, dot. He'll join us in the studio, and that's later in the program. We'll also take uh, your calls. And we're taking your calls in this segment with a uh, birthday message for Dr. Jerry Johnson. Today is his birthday. He couldn't be with us on the program, but we want to hear from you, 800-881-9270, wishing a happy birthday and uh, maybe with something uh, individualized that you'd like to say uh, in honor of Dr. Jerry Johnson today. Seth is in Herbert, Oklahoma. Seth, thanks for listening. Yes, uh, I was just wanting to wish uh, Dr. Jerry a happy birthday. He has done so much for me and my family, and uh, his words really comfort us. Well, great. Thank you, Seth. I appreciate your call. Anything specific uh, that uh, you just uh, are grateful for uh, with regards to Dr. Johnson's ministry? Oh, just, just everything. Great. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate your calls. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we want to hear, do you appreciate the show? Do you appreciate the Criswell College? And anything specific, uh, if you know John, uh, Dr. Johnson personally, we would love to hear from you. Again, the number is 800-881-9270. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, there is some news today that uh, is really front and center because everybody in the country, I think, is wondering what Hillary Clinton is going to do. She won the Puerto Rico primary over the weekend. There are only two Two more primaries left. Uh, the the uh, Democrat committee met the Rules Committee to talk about what would happen to the Michigan delegates and the Florida delegates, and uh, it's not going to help Hillary enough to cut into Obama's lead to the point where uh, she could take over the lead. And so here's Hillary Clinton. Uh, she's still in the race. Has not said she's going to step out of the race yet. She's still the Energizer Bunny, in my opinion. I'm actually amazed. And she's thanking Puerto Rican voters for supporting her. You voted, even though some tried to tell you that your votes wouldn't count. You voted for the person you believe will be the stronger nominee and the strongest president. Hillary Clinton also telling supporters in Puerto Rico that Americans have set a voting record while supporting her. 
More people across the country have voted for our campaign. More people have voted for us than for any candidate in the history of presidential primaries. Do you think it's time for Hillary Clinton to bow out of the race? Uh, you can also weigh in with those opinions, 800-881-9270. We're seeing some uh, headlines today throughout the day that are sort of showing up. Uh, one of them is uh, a clue in some people's minds to what's going to happen uh, because uh, the staffers on her campaign are being urged to turn in their receipts. Also, even the former staffers are being asked by the finance department in the Clinton campaign to turn in, turn in their outstanding expense receipts by the end of the week. And to them and to a lot of people, that is a sign that the campaign wants to get his affairs in order. And uh, if she were staying in the race, she wouldn't be doing this. I heard one talk show host today suggesting that uh, Hillary Clinton's best uh, really tr- uh, course of action right now would be to form her own independent campaign. And boy, that would uh, that would give the race uh, probably to Barack Obama. But uh, I don't think she plans on doing that. Most of her signals have said that she would be a good Democrat no matter what happened. Uh, the campaign is in arrears right now to the tune of about $11 million. And uh, she doesn't seem to be too concerned about it, though, and hasn't really talked about stopping the bleeding. Also, though, we've heard that Hillary Clinton is going to give a New York speech, a post-primary speech in New York, Tuesday night, tomorrow night. And that'll be after the last two primaries. Uh, and this is a rare departure from the campaign trail for her to go back to New York. So that may be another sign that she's leaving the race. Do you think so? Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, some of the staffers who actually work for her in Puerto Rico and who are also working for the two primaries tomorrow in South Dakota and Montana have been invited uh, to attend this event or either to go home for further instructions. So it does sound like some uh, transition is actually being uh, mulled over. Uh, But what happened yesterday or this weekend in Florida and Michigan? You know that uh, her, one of her major campaign advisors, Harold Ickes, was in full agreement uh, when it was decided by the Democrat National Committee that the delegates from Florida and the delegates from Michigan would not be seated because those two states refused to go along with the Democrat calendar and push their primaries way up ahead of many others. Hillary Clinton uh, basically won both of those states, but part of the reason was because in Michigan, Barack Obama wasn't even on the ballot, and neither of them campaigned in Florida. She won both of them, and she has insisted that... uh, She's basically insisted that those delegates are hers. As it turns out, she's going to get half the delegates. That's what the Rules Committee decided, and that doesn't do enough to push her forward. Uh, But let's go now and hear another piece of news before the segment ends, because I think this is very interesting. Barack Obama, of course, uh, he's been plagued by Jeremiah Wright, his former pastor. And last week we talked about another pastor who spoke in his church Uh, Trinity United Church of Christ, where he attended for over 20 years, he's finally decided that the only thing he can do is to leave the church areas. The remarks will be imputed to me, even if they totally conflict with my long-held views, statements, and principles. Uh, We obviously saw an example of that uh, in the recent statements by Father Flager, uh, who is 
somebody who I've known, who I consider a friend, who has done tremendous work in Chicago, but made offensive statements that have no place in our politics and uh, in the pulpit uh, that, that unfairly mocked and characterized Senator Clinton in ways that I think are unacceptable. This is the uh, father, Father Flager, that we talked about on Friday. He's a white Catholic priest, but he was in the pulpit at Trinity uh, Church. Uh, he even used pro- profanity in the pulpit. Of course, Barack Obama feeling he needs to distance himself uh, from this. He also said that the media spotlight on the church uh, is one of the reasons that his campaign has uh, actually decided that it's time for him to leave Trinity. It's also clear that Reverend Moss and the church have been suffering from all the tension my campaign has visited on them. Uh, We've had news organizations harassing members at their homes and their workplaces. We had reporters grabbing church bulletins uh, and calling up the sick and the shut-in in an attempt to get news about the church. We've had news organizations scrutinizing Reverend Moss's sermons uh, and attempting to try to make political hay uh, out of even the most innocuous or innocent remarks by him. Uh, That's just not how people should have to operate in their church. I think Barack Obama is in... uh now general election mode. He felt he needed to quit. I'm not sure that it really stems the damage. Well, let's take another call from a well-wisher to Dr. Johnson for his birthday. Eric is in Fort Worth. Eric, thanks for calling in. Yes, I wanted to say happy birthday to Dr. Johnson. I hope he's listening. Uh, He's just done a lot for the Lord, being a university president, and I got to meet him in person at uh, when Pastor, uh, uh, I'm losing his name, came down from California and met down in Grand Prairie, uh, uh, John MacArthur. Ago. John MacArthur, please forgive me. And, uh, boy, he just hadn't had many birthdays, though. He's quite a young man and well-accomplished in just a few years. Happy birthday. And many, many more happy birthdays, Dr. Jerry Johnson. We appreciate you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's June, and the kids are getting out of school. People are thinking about going places and doing things. And this dovetails with the fact that American Christian young people are kind of falling away from church involvement when they graduate from school. They're seeking something different. Our next guest has some great ideas for them. Dr. Warren Samuels of Next Ministries will join us. You stay with us. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. 
Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's Penna Dexter. Did you know that 85% of people come to know Christ by the age of 18? Did you know that 70% of high school students don't return to active involvement in the local church after graduation? Did you know that of the 6.5 billion people in the world, 2.2 billion have yet to hear the gospel? What's next for the students in your youth ministry? Launched in the spring of 2005, a new organization is impacting the lives of youth across the nation. They are Next Worldwide, a missions organization that partners with North American churches to provide life-changing mission encounters for high school students. Passion of Next is this, that we would mobilize high school students and that he would use them to plant baby churches. Our passion is the next generation. Next Worldwide, moving missions forward. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Penna Dexter. I'm very excited about the next interview because I do have a great concern for young people and uh, how God is going to use them in the future. I've got three myself, and it's just fun to see what God does with some of these kids. But the sad fact is that some of them just sort of peter out after high school. And with us to discuss that and a very exciting ministry is Warren Samuels. Warren Samuels actually uh, went to the Criswell College. He's a Criswell man, as Dr. Johnson likes to say. Uh, He's also been a pastor in several churches, a former youth pastor at First Baptist Dallas, and uh, he has Warren Samuels, president of Next Worldwide. Warren, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Penn. It's an honor for me to be here today. Well, it's great to have you, and we just heard a lot of statistics. Some of them are just facts. Other of others are actually worrisome. Yes. But you've sort of got the answer, at least a very good answer, for what do you do to sort of excite and challenge young people as they get a little bit older? Uh, they may leave the home and go off to college. They're not in their family's church anymore, yes. but they need to be challenged. Yes, absolutely. We believe today that, that uh, students are not looking for something to live for as much as they're looking for something to die for. And uh, we really believe with all of our heart that God is raising up students as never before in history uh, with a passion to declare God's glory to the nations. And our prayer is to be a catalytic event, uh, an instrument of God to be a catalytic event in their lives in that area. It's called Next Worldwide. Worldwide. Yes, it's based on Psalm 71. The psalmist said, Lord, when I'm old and gray-headed, forsake me not until I show thy strength and power to the next generation. Warren, what do you mean when you say that young people are looking for something to die for? I believe that that kids today have, have seen so much in the church and I, I, I'm very alarmed at what not only is happening with students today, but what is going on in, in the church culture, because we seem to be losing our influence. And I believe one reason we're losing our influence is we're losing our identity. And I believe we're losing our identity because we've lost our mission. 
And uh, I believe that students are looking for something today beyond the walls of their local church. They're looking for something that is bigger than them. They're looking for something they can invest in that will still be around long after they're gone. And uh, of all, Jesus talked about planting fruit which remains, and I really believe that there is no greater endeavor for a student to be involved in than planting uh, baby churches that will still be around uh, up until the time that Christ returns. And I believe that's what kids today are looking for. All right, the website is uh, nextworldwide.org, www.nextworldwide.org, and I yes. highly recommend that uh, folks go there. What will they find, Warren? Because um, this is really directed at not only parents of young people, young people themselves, but also churches, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. It is absolutely uh, geared toward, in fact, we don't mobilize really just students, we mobilize youth groups uh, as a whole. And so when they go to our website, they'll see not only, uh, you know, who we are as an organization, but what we do. And what they will find is an organization that really is committed to two things. Number one, leadership training. Our kids on the field, we teach them four soft skills. That's who you are as a leader, four hard skills, what you do as a leader. And then in the afternoons, they do door-to-door evangelism and discipleship that results in a brand-new church being started. And so they'll understand, uh, I think, a lot as to who we are and, and what we do. We've got some video on there as well that explains the story. But uh, I believe that uh, when they get there, they'll understand pretty quickly who we are. All right, so you're talking about missions at home and abroad? Yes, ma'am. We are in the process of uh, opening up a domestic arm as well of our ministry. Right now we're working in seven different countries uh, across the globe, but we also believe uh, if we were to have another 9-11 or World War III, that um, we also need a domestic division of our organization. So uh, this year we have launched a college ministry as well as uh, launching a domestic arm to go with our All right. Now, these are what uh, a lot of us call short-term missions. So it's not like you have to make this decision for your entire direction of your whole life. This is something that you do because you feel called, and uh, you also actually learn some things about yourself and about the ministry, don't you? Well, I do, and and I believe missions is, is about as much as what God does to someone as what he does through someone, and that's the great thing about what we do. We really are an entry-level program introducing students to what God is doing around the world. And the great thing is we are seeing some absolutely incredibly life-changing stories uh, because of it. So, yes, a student makes a commitment uh, to a week, but it's a week that we believe they will will deal with and, and, and attempt to try to get over for the rest of their life. And I mean that in a good way. All right. I know there are a lot of parents out there who have uh, really some um, interest in this because I've talked to them. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I know people because uh, that have kids my age because I've been looking at just, you know, where can I direct my children? What can I suggest to them to help them just sort of get a vision for ministry? What would one of these mission trips look like? Let's just take one that would be somewhere out of the country first. Yes, ma'am. We, we uh, typically, um, uh, we're working working in, in as far away as Kenya and Romania, but a lot of our trips, because of cost, are in Latin America. So typically we leave on a Saturday, we worship with nationals on Sunday, we start doing door-to-door evangelism and discipleship uh, the very day that, uh, that we get there. The kids typically in the morning are in a classroom setting, um, and then in the afternoons they put into practice what they have learned in the morning. You know, Abraham Lincoln once said, if I had four hours to chop wood, I'd take two hours to, to sharpen my axe. And really, 
uh, we believe that um, the morning time is, is a time for kids really to, to sharpen their axe. The morning time? Yeah, the morning time on our trips. That's when kids are, are in a classroom setting where we are teaching them, you know, leadership principles that they can apply on the mission field or back at home wherever they live. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest is Warren Samuels. He is president of Next Worldwide, and it's really all about uh, helping people experience missions, experience church planting, and also this whole idea of developing the leaders of the next generation. Yes, and uh, the website is www.nextworldwide.org, and Warren Samuels heads this up. It's actually based here in the Metroplex. And Warren, since you are... Uh, um, a Criswell grad. Can you talk about how uh, your experience here at Criswell College sort of helped you in your ministry? Well, no doubt about it. I, I, there's so many positive things I could say about the Criswell College, but I, I believe uh, my incredible love for the Word and my commitment to the Word of God. And um, I had an opportunity to rub shoulders with men who probably taught me as much out of the classroom as they did in the classroom. And um, even though, uh, <laughs> you know, it's been a long time ago since I was in a classroom setting, my days there I really have never gotten over. And it was, I believe in my life, a catalytic event that, you know, is part of the reason why I am where I am today. Uh, well, how would a church, for instance, we've talked about how people can go to the website and find out more, uh, and again, the website is nextworldwide.org, but what about a church that hasn't decided exactly what they're going to do this summer uh, with regard to short-term missions? How can they get involved right now? Well, they can contact us. Uh, good news, bad news, uh, we are full for the 08 season. I mean, totally packed. All of our campaigns are full, and uh, we are already uh, probably almost a third of the way full for 2009. So, what so they plan do ahead. Do what? So yeah, people need plan to plan ahead. ahead. I was just going to say they can contact us uh, by uh, our website or they can contact us uh, directly uh, by phone. Warren, I want to ask you just sort of a general question uh, before you, we let you go, and we sure. thank you so much for joining oh, us absolutely. today. But why do you think uh, the church is losing people after they graduate from high school? I know one uh, reason is not necessarily because they're not Christians anymore, but um, they just don't get involved like at college. They don't find the right place. They don't have their mom to get them up on Sunday absolutely. morning. And then when they come back home, I've noticed that there's maybe not as much exciting type of ministry for them yes. uh, when they get back to their home churches. It, but what else? Well, I think there are a lot of kids that really believe college is my sin wonderland, and it's the time that I can take a time off from God and let my hair down, and uh, when college is over, I'll go back. But some but of them don't. At the majority of them don't. Statistics say 70%. Dallas Morning News this past weekend said it could be as high as 88%. I don't know what percentage it is. I know it's way too high. And as I've said before, I believe it's because kids do not have a mission. Uh, Penna, I believe that mission is, is not something we are called to. It's something we're created for. And we have got to help kids to understand that they were created as God's ambassadors to declare his glory wherever God has placed them. And I just don't think that the kids hear that enough. They, they hear about the church. They hear about the institution. A lot of our churches have comments like every member is a minister, and many times kids think, you know what that means just to be involved in this machine. I believe it ought to be that every member is a, is a missionary and that God has created all of us to declare him, whether it is at Taco Bell or it's on the streets of Bangladesh. 
And I believe that is something we've got to help kids to understand and give them opportunity to live that out. And one way to do it is by going to nextworldwide.org and finding out more about this wonderful ministry. Warren Samuels, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much for allowing me to be on today. Well, it's great to have you. If you are a member of the body of Christ, then uh, you do have a mission, and this is one way to help you find out what that is. Well, next up, uh, what what do you want to know about what Jesus says? Don't you want to know that on about so many subjects? You can find out next up. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's Penna Dexter. Welcome back to Jerry Johnson Live. Did you read your Bible today? Did you read the words of Jesus in the Bible? A lot of people want to know what Jesus says about whatever they're facing. And uh, sometimes it's hard to find that uh, just using a concordance and a Bible. And there's a new tool out that is just wonderful. It's a book that really takes all the words of Jesus and sort of categorize it it under subjects. And I have the author in studio with me. He is Cecil Price, and uh, he is a senior research fellow with Christian Information Ministries in Richardson, Texas. And uh, he's been working with Christian lay leaders and also Christian pastors and other leaders for years. Uh, He uh, is a graduate of Dallas Theological Seminary and also Columbia International University and the University of North Carolina in Greensboro. Uh, scholarly guy, and in a sense it's a scholarly book, but there's not a lot of commentary. It's really just the words of Jesus in very, very usable form. And Cecil, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Penn. It's a delight to be here. Cecil, what was uh, sort of the impetus for your writing this or pulling this together? Well, I'm a researcher. I help uh, speakers and writers uh, on their topics that they're working for conferences or sermons or things like that. And I was going through Matthew 10, Uh, the commissioning of the disciples by Jesus. And there were just key terms that were almost jumping off the page at me. And I thought it would be interesting to start at the beginning of the Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and basically categorize the red letters of Jesus. Some people don't realize that there's red letters also in in Acts and 1st and 2nd Corinthians and also Revelation. So it was really a delight to, to, to categorize in, as you mentioned, in dictionary form, the key terms and uh, words of Jesus. So, for instance, one phrase or saying of Jesus will will be under many, many, many categories. That's the reason the the, the book turned out to be a little bit larger than I anticipated. But uh, sometimes uh, the, the same topic may be under heaven. It may it may be under forgiveness. But uh, instead of uh, a lot of people like to say this is what Jesus said and this is what Jesus meant. Uh, this book is what Jesus said, period. It's not what Cecil Price says. It's mm-hmm. what Jesus says. So it's it's really Jesus' words without commentary. And instead of just reproducing just the verbs uh, or the, the passage, uh, the, the entire uh, word of uh, words of Jesus are, are reproduced in this book. This is really a great reference book. And Cecil, I know one thing, and that is those of us who are, or not those of us, but our skeptics, those that we argue with sometimes on this program and other places, We'll uh, look at a certain subject matter, and right now I'm thinking of homosexuality, for instance. And they'll say, well, um, 
you know, why do you think homosexuality is a sin? Jesus didn't say so. And we know there are other places in the Bible that do list it as a sin, uh, but the words of Jesus did not do so. So in a sense, are they correct in saying that the words of Jesus hold more authority than the rest of the Bible? I think the words of Jesus are equal authority. All scripture is inspired by God, and, and the words of Jesus uh, Jesus came to fulfill the law, and some people have asked me, why didn't Jesus uh, talk about a, a particular subject? Well, there's probably other things that Jesus said that aren't in our, our Bibles. You know, there, there's a gap between age, age 12 and when he commenced his, his ministry. But what Jesus did is he affirmed the entire Bible. He affirmed the entire Old Testament. He said he did not come to replace the law and the prophets, which is another term for the Old Testament, but to fulfill the law and prophets. So if anything, Jesus is, is giving his stamp of approval on controversial subjects that, that people argue about. Uh, Jesus uh, gives his stamp of approval on creation. People doubt the biblical flood, whether it occurred. So, so Jesus brings back uh, the creation, uh, Noah, uh, Abraham. So if anything, Jesus does not do away with the Old Testament. He affirms the truths of the Old Testament. Now, you have ties to uh, the seminary, Dallas Seminary, which is just uh, not too far away from here. And so I'm thinking now of seminary students and pastors. Uh, This has just got to be, I just can't imagine that this won't just be a wonderful tool for them. We certainly hope so. I had that in mind since I do work with uh, uh, people in vocational Christian ministry. I believe uh, pastors, uh, seminary professors, seminary students would benefit. It's also good for any serious uh, Christian. Uh, We have lay people in the churches that teach Sunday school classes. They lead small groups, uh, community groups, uh, things like that. In fact, I have a friend of mine. He he has taken it, and it's, it's kind of a reference book for his community group. And several questions have come to mind, and they pulled the book off the shelf. And it's been a, a helpful resource uh, for their community group. It sounds it needs uh, like it needs to be on most people's bookshelf. All right, uh, you didn't really add your commentary to this book. No, uh, one one unique thing I say this this is kind of a reference book for the rest of us. Uh, many people that have been to Israel they realize that the majority of of Jesus' ministry occurred in Galilee. Uh, Jesus did go down to Jerusalem for feasts and special occasions, and he, he was in conflict with the religious leaders at that time. But this book gives the setting or context of what happens. It re- uh, reproduces the entire passage and also gives cross-references to other similar passages, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Ladies and gentlemen, give us a call, 800-881-9270. If you have a question for Cecil Price about what Jesus said about anything or anything else about this book, I am uh, really thinking that this would be a great gift for any serious Christian or student of the Bible. Uh, but uh, And so, you know, first of all, for gifts, all, also for yourselves. I mean, I can't imagine that anybody wouldn't use this at some time uh, in their lives. There's more, though, Cecil, than just uh, the words of Jesus. You've got some sort of special appendixes. Tell us about those. Really, the, the book is designed for believers, but just in case we've got a skeptic or, or someone curious about Christianity or, or Christ, there is a, an appendix on how to know Christ personally, which I tried to lay out the gospel in a very personal way. Also, being a researcher, 
I have to use other resources. So I have a, a list of other helpful resources in studying the life of Christ. And then also at, at the uh, back, uh, the, the last appendix is a map of where a lot of the events that are uh, mm-hmm. referenced in Jesus' life occurred. So you can kind of see what happened in, in uh, Galilee or what happened in Jerusalem. So a lot of us like to cross-reference when we study the Bible, and this is just really uh, in its uh, intuitively, it's just a, it's a cross-reference. I mean, you've got every every saying of Jesus under a particular topic. Absolutely, this this book does a lot of your legwork for you. You you can use a traditional concordance, which is fine, but this also uh, indexes words that you might not find in a regular concordance. For example, uh, Jesus may use the term "I will raise him up on the last day." You would not find that in a traditional concordance under resurrection, but in this volume, it's it's indexed under resurrection. Also, in other books, I'm not trying to pick on them, but they sometimes cherry pick. They'll say Jesus said this about forgiveness, and they list three verses, or, or Jesus said this about heaven, they list right, five verses. but it's not complete. This is listed to the best of my ability every single verse that Jesus mm. mentioned on the particular topic. All right, and you've written the verses out. Yes. They, they so are, that makes it easier. Uh, some people say uh, uh, that th- their eyes get tired looking at a computer, and I don't know about you, but I enjoy picking up a book. Now, Me hopefully too. we're going to have a, a, a software edition of this later on, but for for now, I think it's a refreshing change of pace because you can you can look at the book and do your study. If you want to use a software program, that's fine. But this book uh, does the work for you. Folks are calling in to talk about the words of Jesus. The number is 800-881-9270. Cecil Price is my guest, and Paul is waiting on the line in Frisco. Paul, thanks for calling. Yes, thank you. I kind of want to go back to an idea that you were uh, talking about, Penna, about homosexuality. I recall in the Bible, and I wish I had, you know, my, my references up to date, but didn't Jesus say something like, those who believe me will also believe the ones who come after me? I'm not particularly familiar with that, uh, that, that term, but, but Jesus, was, uh, Jesus is God. And if anything, he does mention that he came to fulfill the rest of the scripture. He, he does not come to disavow the law and the prophets. So Jesus is affirming what is in the rest, rest of scripture in the Old Testament. Okay, because I, I, I you know, again, I wish... So I you're thinking look. of Paul and his list of sins. You got it. Yeah, you got the idea. N- namely, there is somewhere where Christ says, he who believes me will also believe those who come after me, and he sent Paul, and, you know, that more than covers it. All right. Well, um, if you find that, let us know. <laughs> but, yeah, give us a call back or, or email us at talk at com. Thanks so much uh, for your call, Paul. We really appreciate it. Cecil, how can people get this book? It's available online. There's a website that has additional information on the book. It's uh, jesuschristspeaks.com. Also, uh, if you uh, want to support your your local bookstore, some of the the bookstores are struggling, especially during these challenging times. Mm-hmm. I've heard it's at uh, Lifeway, uh, Family Christian, Mardell, uh, Barnes and Noble. Uh, if you want to uh, shop online, it can be purchased at Amazon.com. So it, it's available either either online or at your uh, uh, local Family Christian bookstore. Cecil, uh, I know that there'll be people picking up this book that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ because there's a lot of curiosity out there. There are a lot of people who'd like to take the words of Jesus and use them against Christians. Yes. Or use them to try to disprove Christianity. But you mentioned that in the book uh, you do share the gospel. And, you know, just thinking about listeners out there who may not know the Lord, can you just give uh, them 
the good news in just a, a few seconds before we end the segment? The good news, the gospel in a nutshell, uh, is Jesus Christ is God, and he came to die on the cross for our sins. Uh, according to the scriptures, he died on the cross, and he was raised the third day, according to the scriptures. So if someone personally appropriates Jesus as their Savior, if they believe that he is God, he died on the cross for their sins, and he was raised on the third day, and they trust in Jesus Christ as their Savior, they will have eternal life. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the good news. My thanks to my guest, Cecil Price, uh, today. And, uh, you know, once you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you're in for a lifetime of learning about him. And uh, this book is just filled with scripture. It's a wonderful way to do so. Ladies and gentlemen, join us next. We'll have some more news. Stay with us for more of Jerry Johnson Live. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's Penna Dexter. We certainly are going to comply with the judge's order in this case, and we're going to continue our investigation. That's a spokesperson for Child Protective Services here in Texas, Marlee Meisner, and uh, she's talking about the court order that allows the investigation of the children of the polygamous sect to continue, even though these children are now returning uh, out to the compound and the camp. Of course, uh, as we mentioned earlier, I think it was last week, the Texas Supreme Court said these kids had to be returned, that it was improper for the state to take them out of their homes, uh, even though there was suspicion that some of these kids were being abused and certainly a lot of teenage uh, wives and teenage pregnancies. The CPS spokeswoman, again, Marley Meissner, said CPS's main concern, of course, is for the children's well-being. Our goal at Child Protective Services is always to try to reunite families, to reunite children when they can be safe in their own parents' care, and we hope they can be safe there. We have time for a couple of phone calls. If uh, anyone would like to call in, the number is 800-881-9270 on this, because we certainly have uh, well-meaning believers and Christians who have been concerned about this on both sides of it, uh, concerned about the fact that uh, children are being abused in this cult, in this sect, sort of an offshoot of the Church of the Latter-day Saints, where polygamy is practiced, where men have many wives, and many of them are teenagers. Young boys are basically at 
some point uh, sort of discriminated against and turned out, and then older men are just amassing these wives and children. And uh, But uh, there's also a concern about par- parental rights and religious freedom with Child Protective Services and with the state going in and taking children out of what is their home, uh, taking young kids and also the women out of the sect. And now they're going back. So if you've got uh, any thoughts on this, give us a call, 800-881-9270. Also, another piece of news, uh, Senator Ted Kennedy underwent surgery this morning for a malignant brain tumor. Now, that surgery's over. Uh, The doctors have issued a statement. Here's AP correspondent Mike Baker. Senator's doctor says that he is uh, out of surgery and that the surgery was a success that accomplished the goals of the doctors. All right, there's something else in the news uh, that you need to know about. It's being considered by the United States Senate, and uh, this is the global warming bill. And It's the bill that's really supposed to stop global warming, although many people are skeptical of whether it could do that. And uh, it's sort of the global warming train, says Dr. Richard Land from the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. Uh, and they want to avoid what they consider to be this looming climate catastrophe. Uh, but their bill could absolutely wreck our economy. It could destroy jobs and harm the poor. It's going to make energy, energy cost more when it's already costing more. And uh, so we are asking you to urge your uh, senator, uh, if you are so inclined, to vote against this. Of course, Senators Cornyn and Hutchison are there in the United States Senate. Well, the calls are coming in. John's in Denver. John, thanks for calling. John, are you there? Uh, yeah. Uh, what about CASA and their involvement in this case? And I'll uh, listen to your comments. You're going to have to tell me. I don't know the involvement. Okay, I'm just wondering if anybody is, uh, knows what CASA's involvement is. I don't know that. Maybe somebody else does and they can call in. Thanks for your call, John. I appreciate it. Let's go to Donnie in Dallas. Donnie, thanks for calling in. Well, hello, ma'am. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm as I'm as concerned about children's well-being as anyone is a father and a believer. We have laws in the country against child molestation, incest. We have marriage laws. And as those laws are violated, the people should be prosecuted. But for the government to go in wholesale and just take children out of the family's homes, guilty till proven innocent, I'm completely against that. I mean, guys who have perpetuated crimes should be arrested under the same rules of evidence and, and incarcerated or whatever is appropriate. So you know, I always thought it was interesting that they took the children and the mothers, and I guess it was under the auspices of protecting them, but it's actually the men in the uh, cult that they're, uh, they suspect of uh, being, you know, doing mis- misdeeds and being perhaps criminals. Yeah, so they gather evidence and prosecute under normal channels, but to take children out of family's homes under the guise of Big Brother can protect them is just against everything this country stands for. Well, uh, thanks for calling in, and I think that's the concern that a lot of people have had. In fact, uh, when the first court decision, uh, both the courts in Texas, the Supreme Court and the court just below that agree with you, Donnie, and uh, the day that the uh, the lower court uh, ruled, we had uh, our friends from Liberty Legal Institute, Hiram Sasser, 
uh, on the program, and he basically has the same concern. Even though he is worried about the kids, he didn't feel that taking the uh, mothers and the children out was the way to do so. And the investigations will continue, it appears, and uh, now they're working out the ways in which that will happen. Well, let's go to Michael in Greenville. Michael, thanks for calling in. Hi, this is Mike. I read about this uh, fiasco uh, on stormfront.org recently, and uh, the overall opinion there seems to be that this was an attack on white Christians. There's not a single charge leveled at one male in that per- in that uh, church. An attack on white Christians? Yes. Why do you they're say that? They're calling it a compound, and these people are unarmed, and they're nonviolent. And uh, I think that's that's an, you know, an act of aggression. Yeah, well, it, it wasn't because of people being armed, although it does kind of harken back to the whole Branch Davidian f- fiasco. Why do these things always happen in Texas? But, uh, you know, it was just uh, the Child Protective Services, of course, uh, their mission is to protect children. And in a sense, I think that was their motivation for doing this. But in doing so, they... Uh, perhaps went beyond the Constitution and certainly beyond the rights of parents. And it's concerning when you are a Christian, and uh, I guess when you use those words, white Christian, it is uh, a concern when you think about what might perhaps happen, some sort of precedent being set for the state coming in just because they don't agree with certain practices of certain churches. So I think a religion would probably be a better word to use, though, than Christian uh, because uh, there is a lot of dispute on whether Mormonism is actually Christianity at all. Really, under my definition of Christianity, it isn't. Well, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow we're going to have a very special guest, Dr. Mark uh, Coppinger. Uh, he is a current pastor and former president of Midwestern Seminary, and he's an expert on many things. But I saw a piece he wrote on the Baptist Press uh, website on Oprah's view of God and the gospel, and uh, she's leading many people Astray. She's bringing uh, religious gurus to her microphone. She's elevating their books. And now she's holding these internet webinars. Uh, but her religion is a mix of a lot of religions. And it's certainly not Christianity, although I think a lot of people, especially women, are followers of the people that she elevates. So I think it's going to be great to have this discussion with Mark Coppinger tomorrow, Oprah's view of God and the gospel. So we hope you'll join us then. And uh, if you think about it, pray for Dr. Johnson. It's his birthday. Pray that he'll have a wonderful birthday. Join us tomorrow. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.